I'm Luna Fintelberg for Business, and with me is Louis Nell, the CEO of the Manganese Mining Company, uh, who is very much in demand uh, right now, I hear, Louis. Um, welcome to Business. Good morning, Linda, and uh, good morning to your viewers. So tell us about um, the Manganese Mining Company. What is your core business? Yeah, thanks, Linda. I think uh, Core Business is uh, we're an electro-winning company, a chemical company that electro-wins manganese ore, and we produce a product called manganese uh, metal, and that's uh, a form of manganese that is 99.9% pure um, when we ship it, and uh, of course the purest form of manganese that, that one could get your hands on. And um, yeah, 2024, uh, uh, exciting year for us. We opened our, our factory in 1974, and we have run uninterrupted for the last 50 years, so celebrating 50 years um, in 2024. And I hear a lot of people have been knocking on your door. So are these the automakers from the West who are taking advantage of the fact that there's another company that's producing it outside China? Yeah, I think um, the electric vehicle revolution is, is something which poses um, a lot of future prospects for us. Over the, the last 10 years, we've uh, seen quite a bit of our, our product basket migrate into into the, the battery sales, specifically for lithium-ion uh, batteries for the electric vehicles. And um, I think the, the prospects are, are really good. Um, I think uh, by anyone's guess, the next uh, 10 to 20 years, we'll see exponential growth uh, with electric vehicles. And um, yes, I think we're one of, one of a handful of, of refiners of manganese outside of China. And as such, um, a lot of the, the Western producers um, are looking at, at decoupling from uh, from China, the reliance uh, to source from China. And, um, you know, then they, they are, are not spoiled for choice uh, by looking for refined manganese. And there are some other junior miners also coming up now, but they're not competition for you, are they? Um, I think they. Um, you, you're quite correct. Um, there's quite a few, a few juniors that are that are raising capital and and uh, putting up uh, demo facilities and and uh, making announcements. Um, I think we are are quite happy to cooperate with with all those juniors. And um, I think what the the world needs is is more non-Chinese, uh, more non-Chinese uh, um, supply. Um, until that happens, and the world is. I think at the moment we're looking at about 95% of all refining happening in, in China of manganese. So unless we have more people refining outside of China, um, your OEMs are, are really um, dependent on China. So for us, uh, we see these juniors coming up and uh, we're happy to cooperate with, with uh, most, if not all of them. Um, and we see that uh, as healthy competition. But yeah, we are the current incumbent outside of outside of China and the the 50-year track record, I think that that puts us in a very healthy space. Price-wise, you can't compete with China. No, definitely not. Um, I think China, the cost of capital, the speed at which they are able to erect um, infrastructure and factories, um, the environmental and and all other considerations that um, we do quite right. We cannot compete with China on price. Um, but I think there there is a market for. Um, for an alternative to Chinese Chinese product, but the, that does come at a premium. So what is your unique selling point, that you're more ethical? Um, yeah, it's, we certainly run an ethical business and we've been doing it for 50 years. Um, if I had to say what our, our unique selling point is, is that um, I think we are a non-Chinese producer um, to start off with. 
Um, and then unassignedly, we believe that we make the, the best uh, manganese metal available um, globally. So our product is a 99.9% pure manganese metal. Um, it is made with a process um, which does not contain selenium. Of course, uh, most, if not all, the Chinese producers use selenium um, in their process, which gives them a significant energy um, a benefit, probably about 30% more efficient than in China due to the use of selenium. But the selenium, of course, is taken up in the product and, and that uh, makes its way through to the final um, product and, and as well as, as the production process. So um, we make the world's best manganese metal. Um, we run it uh, according to Western business principles. We carry stock in, in most of, of uh, our geographical territories um, and uh, we, we have close relationships with our customers. So uh, we do not sell exclusively via agents. Um, we have a business-to-business marketing model. We uh, 120 customers, we understand what they use the product for, um, what they require, and uh, we then tailor the product to, to the customer's needs. Um, and uh, I think that's, of course, on the, on the environmental side, we've been doing this uh, for quite some time, and legislation in South Africa, of course, uh, reasonably, not reasonably, very strict, um, and, and certainly um, one could compare that to first world standards. So the environmental the environmental footprint that we need certainly is one of the benefits when considering Western world as well. How much are you helped by legislation in the US? Yeah, I think uh, we are. We've got two pieces of legislation which which particularly relevant to our business. Um, historically, the African Growth and Opportunity Act has has been important for us. Um, we get a, a duty benefit shipping our, our manganese metal into the United States. And um, that does make us more competitive against China. So uh, Goa important for us as a South African producer um, for our, our current product. And uh, for our, our future um, participation into the, the lithium-ion battery space, um, Inflation Reduction Act in the United States is an important piece of legislation and a help for us as a, as a producer. Um, of course, um, that, that is incentivizing um, the OEMs in North America to to source um, non-Chinese or or entities or countries of concern to source the raw materials as well as their products from from entities that, that in China being one of them. So I think that uh, that piece of legislation and incentive in in America certainly uh, has a lot of upside for us as a non-Chinese producer. Um, and then of course Europe Europe uh, very much in the same the same vein looking at decoupling their reliance on China and uh, they putting in legislation um, and, and measures to, to make sure that, uh, that you know, their borders are, are stricter controlled for, for material coming in from China. So who, is your, who are your clients now? Where, where do they come from? So we've got, uh, we've got clients in, in most of uh, our customer bases is situated in Japan. So uh, Japan, our, our biggest, um, our biggest single trading partner, um, and followed by the United States um, and in Europe. But uh, yeah, we we sell into to most territories, including China. So they prepare to pay more for this advantage that they don't have to buy from China. Yeah, I think uh, that is that is one of the one of the reasons why they procure from us. Um, you know, I think um, MMC has been. Um, 
the the preeminent supply of of refined manganese um, for for many many years. So we do come with a, a proud history, um, and I think companies um, that uh, you know that value that and value relationships and value the ability to receive product on time, you know, according to specification and in the packaging that they require, you know, that's important to them. Then uh, they are prepared to pay premium. Yes. How are you dealing with the challenges of being in South Africa? In other words, the rail problems, ESCOM? Yeah, I think uh, we are probably a South African company and we've grown up in South Africa. So I think uh, by definition, um, you know, we, we're resilient um, to not uh, not have a perfect um, know, economic climate to, to operate in. And um, I think with, with the challenges, certainly doesn't make uh, doing business easier. But um, I, I think we we are coping and uh, we are learning that um, you know some things um, we just uh, doesn't help complaining. We we just need to get on with the, the task at hand. Good rail, um, as you mentioned, is a maybe a, a good example. Um, we were set up in 1974 as a, a purely rail operating uh, or, or dependent business. So all incoming and outgoing logistics was rail based. We have a we have operating in an active uh, rail siding, but uh, you know we haven't shipped uh, or railed in a single container post COVID to Durban, and uh, currently um, most of our ore from Hotterzell in the Kalahari is is trucked on on road, so uh, not ideal for for our road infrastructures of the country and and certainly not for the users of the roads. But uh, as a business, that's uh, that's what we need to do to keep uh, keep going. Um, We've significantly had to increase our stock holding in more critical materials. So uh, we carry more stock than we, we traditionally did um, in just about all our, our reagents and, and raw materials. And um, we make plans as we go along. To what extent did the South African government come to the party to help you, to keep you globally competitive? Um, yeah, I think uh, we are a product of uh, government incentives. So uh, in the in the early 70s, uh, you know, we were established in the Osprey, especially um, because of incentives by government to 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 promote business. Um, we are a business that was started by funding from the, the IDC in, in uh, the early 70s. So uh, our history is, is tied to the IDC. Um, of course, over the, the last 10 years, um, the very little support from, from government. Um, I think the, the green economy is something which is... is uh, getting more attention um, in the political arena in South Africa as it is globally. So we are seeing that um, the, the political uh, players are, are starting to to develop develop policy and uh, frameworks around um, businesses that participate in that. And then, of course, uh, MMC is a business that has that is already contributing in that space. So uh, there's interest. Um, I'd say there's interest rather than there's help. So the South African government has said for years we should beneficiate, and you are exactly that. You refine and you beneficiate. So are you an example of what could be done in South Africa? Yeah, um, I think we we are we are proudly South African company. For the last 13 years, we are privately held by South Africans, operate exclusively in South Africa at the moment. Um, and yeah, we beneficiate 80,000 tons of manganese ore annually and uh, create uh, 600 um, uh, jobs in, in Nelspruit. 
And of course, the, the impact is, is much larger if you look at inferred jobs being created. So um, I definitely think beneficiation is, uh, is something which our, our government should promote. And I think it's the, one of the quickest ways of creating jobs and, and financial prosperity for, for the people of South Africa. So um, we certainly believe that uh, beneficiation is something which we should look at. It's not easy. Um, in many cases, beneficiation comes with the electricity bill and the uh, ESCOM is, is, everyone knows what the ESCOM challenges are, but uh, there are opportunities, I still believe, to beneficiate in South Africa um, and we uh, continue to beneficiate for the next 15 years. Are you a good example of how you should beneficiate? I do believe we are, yes. Um, and has Tesla come calling? Uh, we've signed many, many NDAs and... Um, I, uh, most, most of your preeminent, uh, automotive producers, uh, have come calling. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Mm, that sounds promising. Um, so what kind of growth plans do you have? Yeah, I think, um, our growth plans, um, our traditional markets, um, is in the steel and the aluminum businesses. And with those, um, I think we are, are comfortable with, with where we are at the moment. So we don't see particular growth in those spaces. Um, about a, a quarter of our products um, has, over the last 10 years, made its way into the lithium-ion battery space for electric vehicles. And of course, um, there's huge growth potential in, in that space. Um, we are are looking at a brownfields expansion, um, 5,000 tons of manganese sulfate. That is, that's a product which is, is similar to our um, or the, the end product is similar to, to what uh, they do with our manganese metal. And our intention is to start the, start a, um, 5,000 ton brownfields plant on our, our current footprint, um, utilizing all the, all the infrastructure, all the legislation and permitting that it, that is in place. So first, the first expansion option is to, to venture into manganese sulfate, um, and from there, um, to look at, at scaling that. Um, and, and see where that goes. Well, Louis Nell, the CEO of the Manganese Metal Company, thank you so much for speaking to us. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Linda. Mm-hmm.